Welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we're in 1 Timothy chapter 5. It reads, Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. But she who is self-indulged is dead even while she lives. Command these things as well, so that they may be without reproach. But if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for members of his household, he is denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than sixty years of age, having been the wife of one husband, and having a reputation of good works. If she has brought up children, has shown hospitality, has washed the feet of saints, has cared for the afflicted, and has devoted herself to every good work, but refused to enroll younger widows. For when their passions draw them away from Christ, they desire to marry, and so incur condemnation for having abandoned their former faith. Besides that, they learn to be idlers, going about from house to house, and not only idlers, but also gossips and busybodies, saying what they should not. So I would have younger widows marry, bear children, manage their households, and give the adversary no occasion for slander. For some have already strayed after Satan. If any believing woman has relatives who are widows, let her care for them. Let the church not be burdened, so that it may care for those who are truly widows. Let the elders who rule well be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox when it treads out the grain, and the laborer deserves his wages. Do not admit a charge against an elder except on the evidence of two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all, so that the rest may stand in fear. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and of the elect angels, I charge you to keep these rules without prejudging, doing nothing from partiality. Do not be hasty in the laying on of hands, nor take part in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. No longer drink only water, but use a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some people are conspicuous, going before them to judgment, but the sins of others appear later. So also good works are conspicuous, and even those that are not can remain hidden. As we begin to focus in here on our nugget of truth from 1 Timothy chapter 5, it's important for us to be reminded that once again, this is a pastoral letter that Paul is writing to Timothy about how he can influence the body of Christ that he is leading. And so we might read through this section and see some things that are not necessarily the most applicable to us in our situation, especially thinking about student ministry and the way in which this passage spends a great deal of time talking about widows and the way in which the church should deal with them. But it does teach us several things about what God desires us to do and how he desires us to live and to relate to one another. I'd like for us to begin at the first two verses that display the fact that we are supposed to relate to all people within the body of Christ. I think that that's something that can be very difficult for us as students in student ministry to do at times. As it says in here, do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters, in all purity. This is a great way for us to understand the way in which we relate to all of the people in the body of Christ. As we speak 
speak to people that are older to us, speak to them as we would our father, understanding the importance of respect and the way in which that we would relate to somebody in that situation. Younger men as brothers, this is one that might be hard for us to reflect on in terms of students, but thinking about students and if you have a brother, hopefully you treat them with love. Hopefully you help teach them and instruct them and help them learn about the world around them. As you treat older women as you would your mother, speaking to them once again with love, with reverence, with a respect for who they are. Younger women as sisters in all purity. In the same way that we spoke with younger men as brothers, the way in which you relate to all these individuals display how you understand yourself to be a part of the body of Christ, understanding that you look out for them as you would your own family, you respect them as you would your own family, and you seek to serve them and be a part of them as you would your own family. And I think that that is something that is then played out over the next large section of scripture here that focuses on the specifics of the widows, as it talks about the way in which they should relate to these people and how they can help encourage and help guide them to make wise decisions for them in the specific stage of life that they're in. And that's what Paul is trying to instruct Timothy to do, to help guide these people, to help them to make wise decisions, to help them to be able to focus on what God is trying to do in their midst. As you read through that, it also gives specific things about us as individuals and how we're supposed to relate to these people and how we as the body of Christ have a specific responsibility to our own homes but also to all of those who are part of the body of Christ. And so as we reflect on this today, understand the greater body of Christ that you're a part of if you're a believer. And then ask yourself, how are you relating to the rest of the body? What does it look like for you to speak to older women or older men in the church or younger men or younger women or even kids in the church? How do you relate to the people that are a part of the body here at Ascend and worldwide in the church? What does it look like for you to be an integral part of that? And how do you develop relationships that give you opportunities to either receive teaching like we see here in this passage or to be a part of giving instruction that helps to build up the body of Christ? As we transition to asking a specific question that this passage brings up, there's many different things that we can look at in this passage that we might need to dig in deeper. And so always remember, each day we pick one question that we're going to dive into, and we ask you to seek out your questions, to find the answers to those questions, and to answer the questions so that you grow in your understanding of how you can daily study God's Word. You can find the answers to your questions, and you can grow in your understanding of what God desires you to do and you to be. And so as we look into this passage, there's one place that I would love for us to really hone in on asking a specific question about what it's asking. The biggest question that comes out of this passage is what is the nature of this list that these widows are going on? Because as we read through this, we might see some things on here that make us think that this is a financial support for just general widows. And so we look at something like verse 9, where it says, Let a widow be enrolled if she is not less than 60 years of age, and then goes on to give some specific characteristics of what's going on. If we're taking this list as the list of requirements for supporting somebody, or loving them, or helping them through a hard season in their life, then if they have not hit all of these metrics, you would have grounds for saying, well, we're not going to help this person. But I don't believe that that's what the teaching of the church is. And I don't believe that many people would say, we're going to turn away a widow who comes with a great need because of her not meeting these specific needs that are here. 
But when we look back into this passage, starting back in verse 3, we see that it's not really referring to widows in need, but widows who are in this aspect of ministry. Let's look in specifically at verse 5. She who is truly a widow, left all alone, has set her hope on God and continues in supplications and prayers night and day. This is more of a almost class or more of a specific official role that somebody is having within the church. Much in the same way that we look down at the end of the chapter and we see the term elder there given for these men who are teaching and these men who are a part of the church in leading it. As we go on and look at the specifics of some of these metrics that these people are supposed to be marked at, They become then qualifications for this ministry and not qualifications for receiving aid. And that's a much better reading of the picture of what's going on here. The women that are arising to this specific role in ministry have to demonstrate ministry qualities the same way that the elders in previous places had to demonstrate ministry preparedness in their ability to teach. And so as we walk through this, we're better able to understand what Paul is trying to communicate to Timothy as he writes about this specific office or the specific role that these widows are able to have in this church. They're to be honored for what they're doing, to be honored for the ministry that they have. They're to be supported and loved and given the things that they need. But that doesn't mean that the rest of the church is going to turn their eyes away from these other widows who might be in their midst. Because God has given a mandate for specific service of people like widows and orphans and those who are marginalized. And so it's not based upon their availability or their opportunity to meet all of these specifics that are laid out here. But if they're to be serving in the church, if they're to be given this special honor that is there for what's going on, they should meet some metrics for that. That doesn't mean that they're not going to help these other widows and orphans and other marginalized people in their area. But in this specific role that he's talking about, the specifics of what he's trying to do in terms of putting these people into a ministry role that is going to be able to allow them to continue to impact the church in the expansion of the gospel There are some metrics there for that. So hopefully that helps to answer that question. Honestly, that was my question as I was looking at this passage. What if somebody didn't meet these types of requirements? Would they be turned away? What's going on? What is this passage really talking about? And so I had to dive into the scriptures. I had to look at sources to help me to formulate the understanding of what's going on here that drew in other aspects of other areas of scripture that helped to give clarity and a better understanding of what Paul is trying to communicate to Timothy here as he sets him up for ministry where he's at. And so as you replicate that in your life, as you seek to answer questions here, maybe it's a question about the elders, maybe it's a question about how Satan has drawn these people away or the passions or the other things that are here, whatever that question is, Follow that question until you find an answer, an answer that gives you clarity and understanding of what God's trying to communicate to these people in their time as well as to us today. As you do that today, know you are loved. You're-